Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. I'm certainly uh, thankful uh, you've honored us uh, for being part of our community, being part of this podcast as we continue to go through that wisdom book of Proverbs. And uh, we're sitting squarely in the eighth proverb right now, just uh, just looking at what God has to say about wisdom and how important it is to us. And with me, as always, is my friend, my co-host, and uh, my fellow in crime, uh, Stephanie. Uh, so, Stephanie, what's happening with you? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, a lot's going on on my front, um, so I'm looking forward to having some people over for supper tonight. And um, here going forward, life just is kind of crazy for the next week, but looking forward to great times, good memories. Well, I know, and I, I think Zach told me he's coming over for Thanksgiving tonight, and you're eating Chinese. He's pretty happy about that. Yeah. You know, that's are- that's a pretty good thing to do for them, praise God. Yeah. They're sweet. We're, so, we're glad to have them. So what are you doing, Pandora? What's the place you'd use? What's the name of the um, place? Using, um, a lot of times we do Panda Express, but we're Damn. doing another. Um, another. Oh, nice. A private Chinese place. that You're moving up in your Chinese bulk. quality. Yeah. Well, they bigger bulk. So. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Well, that's great. And folks, that's what we were talking about in the last podcast is just loving on people. And Zach's a good friend of ours, a ministry partner, his wife, Katie, and, and, um, so excited and their kids like Stephanie's kids. And now are their kids, your kids age? So how old is their youngest, Stephanie? Their youngest, I think is eight, I think. So, so Sammy's Stephanie. age kind of thing, somewhere around Sammy. Closer to, well, between Sam's no, I think they're somewhere between Sam and Caleb is their youngest. So And their oldest? Their oldest is Joe's age. Oh wow. Wow. Is that a boy yeah. or a girl? It's a boy. And so they have boy. one girl, two boys? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. I, I've got them written down. I just that's good. All right, my friends. So here we are. We're cruising through. Um uh, today. We're going to start as we always do, and we, we do this knucklehead segment for a couple of reasons for those of you who aren't usually with us. We do it so that we know what a knucklehead looks like, uh, number one. Number two, so we're not a knucklehead. And number three, sometimes it brings humor. We haven't had a lot of humor lately. We, we may have to pull that out, Stephanie, because we're just not having humorous knuckleheads anymore. But anyway, this is Stephanie's turn. You might be a knucklehead if... If you criticize other people's standards because they're not exactly like yours. You know, that's, areas that are not black and white. Okay. I'm not saying where it's yeah. okay to violate scripture, but in areas that God leaves yeah. open and then you make your way the only way that's being a knucklehead. Yeah. I've, I've always said there's, there's philosophy 
you know. And people's philosophy of ministry may be a little bit different. Is that what you mean? So don't criticize. No. The, yeah. Philosophy, I'm just saying life in general. If you're in in realms that God doesn't spell out black and white, and you make your way the only white, and any other way is black, that's being a knucklehead. And it's being extra biblical. And stop it. Because you are a knucklehead if you do that. There you go. That's a good one, man. You may have uh, you may have hit the one of the week. You may have the knucklehead of the week. All we can do is try tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> so, so Stephanie, so with that, we also now talk about uh, what not to do or what to do uh, with people who suffer from PTSD or say. So what do well, we not say or say or do to people with PTSD? Well, I think something going into this holiday season is, um, you know, if God lays, if you have a friend or an acquaintance or just know of someone who's either going through a trial right now, perhaps has lost someone or um, just been through something traumatic or maybe it happened years ago and God lays them on your heart, do something for them. Um, be willing, you know, Jesus Christ came to this earth over 2,000 years ago or close to 2,000 years ago to give his life. And if we aren't willing to sacrifice some of our bank account, when Jesus could sacrifice, you know, come to earth and sacrifice his life, then we're pretty stuck up and selfish. And so be willing to make a sacrifice to make a difference in someone's life who's, who's hurting. And that's something to do. I think it's good to go positive a little bit and um, be reminded that, you know, when you're going through a rough time, you'll be thankful for anyone who's there to make a difference in your life. So be the one that makes a difference for someone else as we go into this Christmas season. There it is. I, I think that's so significant. I had someone preach the sermon. Don't you hate it when people preach sermons that slap you around a whole bunch, but they help you. Anyway, this guy preached a sermon, give up a TV show for somebody. Well, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I did. So instead of watching a TV show, I call a couple people, uh, you know, so I, 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 put that hour a week back into my life. And uh, I think that's pretty important to sacrifice, make a sacrifice. I love that. It helps people with PTSD, make a sacrifice. And then the knucklehead thing is these extra biblical standards, uh, you know, stop it. If it's not in the Bible, don't add to it. If it's in the Bible, preach it, live it. Uh, anyway, there you go. That was all pretty good stuff, Stephanie. Thank you. So uh, here we are. We're in the eighth proverb. We've been looking at this, and we're going through what wisdom looks like and how important it is to be on that high hill, to be taking the high road, how wisdom is of more value than anything on earth, how wisdom is something you can take with you. Wisdom comes to heaven with you. Wisdom, by the way, I think wisdom's attractive on a human being, and I don't mean that in a going out or sexual kind of way. I think there's an attractiveness to an individual that is wise. I really do. And uh, so, folks, we should glean as much as we can here because we want to be attractive not for other people but for God. We want to attract other people that say, you know, old Stephanie, she doesn't say too many stupid things. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of what – and I'm not – I'm not picking on Stephanie. Stephanie's a, a very mature, decent human being here. So here we go. We're in uh, Proverbs 8, starting in verse 12. It says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy. In the evil way, in the froward mouth, do I hate. 
Counsel is mind and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and prince, uh, princes decree justice. I hate when they go from one page to another in the middle of a word. <laughs> That's never a good thing. Yeah. Be my princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of earth. I love them that love me. And those that seek my earth early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me. Yeah, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. Yeah, than fine gold. And my revenue than choice silver. I lead in a way of righteousness in the midst of the pass of judgment that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance and I will find their treasures. Wow. There's a lot going on there. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the benefits of wisdom now and things going on. And as, as Stephanie said, as we close the last one, there's some stuff coming up that shows you what wisdom is giving you. And we sure are seeing that. So Stephanie, as I went through that and we're talking prudence, you know, the self-control, doing the right thing, good judgment, all these things, what's coming to your mind when you, uh, when you, when you think about God talking about wisdom, how, how, you know, applying prudence is, is, is wisdom, you know, prudence is where you take wisdom in my mind and you apply it, uh, to your lives or something. But what are you thinking as we went through, uh, those last verses? Wow. Um, this section of scripture is powerful. Um, when I look at verse 12, I see, um, an interesting combination here because it says wisdom dwells with prudence. And I think if anyone was said, what does prudence mean? We would say it means wisdom. But obviously, I think there's more to prudence than wisdom because God God lists them as dwelling together. And if I could put it in today's vernacular, I think prudence often boils down to Holy Spirit-guided common sense. And where you're paying attention, you're not just walking through life like, I don't want to say a knucklehead, but, you know, just someone who's not paying attention, who's just kind of wasting time is just kind of living for nothing. You know, I, I see these people today and not just young people, kid, people that are my age and they're just, they look like they're just they have purpose in life. They have absolutely no common sense. Um, you know, you watch them load their grocery carts at the store and it's like, don't you know, you are cans are waiting to happen living on that food all the time. Um, there's just no prudence. There's no no common sense. And because God has been taken out of our society, it's getting worse. And so there's this incredible, awesome combination here that when you God's wisdom, he gives you prudence because they go hand in hand. He gives you that day-to-day knowledge that you need to get through life, to get through life on earth, to, to live a a a nice happy life where you're not having the consequences of just stupid decisions because you weren't paying attention to life. You weren't using common sense. God's wisdom will teach you. It will grow you in your common sense and your prudence. And that involves everyday life, everyday decision kind of things. 
Um, and I think that's powerful to realize that. And then along with that comes the fear of the Lord. When you combine that wisdom and that prudence, it will equal the fear of the Lord. In other words, you will be walking in a way that God is glorified, in a way that um, pleases him. And it's interesting to me that it's all summed up. It gives the details, but it sums it up in that it hates evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty clear. Yeah. And, you know, because of him, you know, kings reign and he, he loves those who love him. And I mean, there's, there's so much here that you should go to and say, wow. You know, and you get this idea that if we seek him, you know, we'll find him. That I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. I will fill their treasures. In verse 20, I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment. And, you know, that verse 19, I know I'm going backwards, but every one of these things is so cool. My fruit is better than gold. You know, what I give, what I have, wisdom. You know, you can have all the riches in the world, and, and, uh, and we need to be reminded that our lives are but a vapor. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, one of the greatest parts of wisdom in my mind is thanking God and letting others see that you thank God for what has been done in your life and that what you're doing in your life. You know, I, I think I was reading, I think I was reading in Matthew the other day. I, I'm not sure. I've been doing a lot of Bible reading this year, and, I, and that's not bragging. I, I should do a lot of Bible reading, just like all of us. But, uh, you know, remember where, where the Lord heals 10 people mm-hmm. and one turns around and, and, worships the Lord and thanks the Lord and it honestly is overwhelmed that God healed him. You know, I, I want to be that guy. I want to have the gratitude that that guy had. You know what I'm saying? I want that type of wisdom in my life where I have the gratitude that that guy had where, you know, that makes a difference. But you know what scares me is the other nine people. Mm-hmm. You know, the other yeah. night, they just walked away. You know, they had this great blessing from God. They had this great, wonderful thing from God Almighty, and they walked away, Stephanie. I mean, and and I think wisdom, uh, understand that God appoints kings, that princes rule and nobles, even the judges of the earth. God allows all that to happen. And uh, I, I think our biggest mistake in today's church, this is just my thought. I think we're very shallow in our churches today. And I, I know there's good, I know your church just had that wonderful revival. I know your pastor preaches, uh, and he, you know, your dad, your pastor, he practices what he preaches. He lives all that. But I really wonder in any church in my church as well, I really wonder how many people came out of that great revival you just had a great sermon. Your dad preached yesterday. I wonder how many walked away and didn't get what we should have had out of that because they're not plugged into wisdom. And I feel sad for the people who don't get that. I feel sad for the people who don't walk away from a sermon and say, wow, God just changed my life, you know, and God did something in my life. And, and I always go back to this idea. I think Stephanie, that we don't, we don't have the wisdom to understand what God's doing for us. We're not plugged in. Um, you know, like yesterday morning in our church, our pastor preached on foolishness and he talked. So, so our pastor preaches in an expository way. He's going through the book of, and I don't know how he does this, but he's going through the book after this book, Ecclesiastes, right? And, and so he talked, one of the points was the power of a little bit of foolishness, what it does to somebody. 
and, mm. and how one little fly can make perfume stink. So you don't want to wear it. It smells terrible. And how a little bit of folly can ruin lives, ruin a drink, ruin a marriage, ruin uh, the way you feel about how a little trigger can set people off and talking about that foolishness. And I'll tell you, it really, I was thinking I wrote everything down a lot of what he said. And, and then a second point was the power of a foolish example. And so what we're looking at is a wise example, wisdom, uh, that this stuff is better than jewels, better than gold. And here I am talking about Pastor Crockett's message here, and it's talking about, you know, the power of a foolish example. I know that's the negative side. Uh, you know, nobody looks at he, One of the examples he gave is no one looks at the ocean and says, look how big I am. You know, and, and we sometimes we, you know, we say, look how big I am. <clears throat> But we're not looking at how big God is. We're not looking at something that's bigger than anything we can believe. And, and he goes on to talk about right is stronger and better. That our, If our heart's in the right place, you live stronger, you live longer, you, you make a different example. And then I love this. His last point was a very powerful one. It was the power of a wise response. This is all out of Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Actually, I think he started in 918, and he went through uh, chapter 10. Uh, verse 7, I believe. and But he went on to talk about uh, that sometimes in life, fools are elevated. Sometimes yeah. in life, wise people are demoted. Sometimes, um, you know, one of, the, one of the things he said is he, he read this Mark Twain quote, quote. He said, suppose you are an idiot and you're a member of Congress, so I repeat myself. <laughs> but, but we're called to be peacemakers and and we're, we're called to display God's wisdom. But I was thinking as I was looking at this proverb this morning in Proverbs 8, I was looking at this and I was thinking to myself, <clears throat> we miss so much of life. We mm. miss so much of the joy of our children. We miss so much of the joy of our friends. We miss so much of the joy of church. We miss so much out of preaching. We miss so much out of revivals. We miss so much out of all the little things that happen in our local churches, all the little things that happen in our families, all the little things, all these gifts that God give us, we miss them when we're not wise. We miss them when we're not seeking wisdom. And it's not a state you get to and we stay at. You know, wisdom is something that we seek on a daily basis. We read God's word. We trust God's word. And we're looking at these benefits. The fruit is better than gold. He leads in the way of righteousness. He, he caused them to, that love him to inherit substance. And he, he I mean, he, he possesses in him the beginning of his way. And uh, I, I just think that, um, I don't know, Stephanie, you know, as we wrap this up, as we try to look at this, there's so much more to life when you seek God's wisdom, when you bring God on board, when you live a life that's tuned up with God's tuning, uh, it's a different life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is supposed to be a different life. Um, he makes us to walk in a way that is exceedingly abundantly above all we could have asked or thought. And that doesn't mean it's always honey and roses, but it's knowing him. It's knowing him as our life, as our joy, as our peace. We see that fruit of the spirit coming through us when we don't even understand how or why it could be because it's Jesus coming through. And so um, this is just a powerful, a powerful thing to realize that wisdom from above God himself changes everything. If we'll let him, he'll make things beautiful that are ugly. He'll 
make situations peace that were for me. He did all these things if kings, rulers, parents, children, churches will listen yeah. when he calls. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, things, things change. We get yeah. more out of things. We trust more. We have better relationships with people. And, uh, you know, Stephanie shared the example with us about a, a years ago, this young man who was part of their church went and tried to edify the pastor, her dad, and, and, and was all messed up and all goofy. And you say, well, how does that happen? They don't have wisdom. And so yeah. having wisdom is a big part of our walk. And I'm not picking on folks. I'm just telling you, I can't remember how many revivals I sat through. I can't remember how many times I've sat in church and my heart hasn't been right. And I can go back and look and say, the reason for this is I'm not plugged in. I just wasn't plugged into God. I wasn't accepting what he had for me with wisdom. And uh, anyway, folks, you get where we're going with this. There's great benefits to wisdom. There's wonderful benefits, and those benefits are you're more godly. God can use you more. You can help people. People are going to seek you out. It's better than having rubies. It's a great place. Be wise. That's all we're saying. Hey, I wanted to take a minute to update you a little bit on the TV show that Stephanie and I worked on. I've been continuously working in post-production with my friend, the producer, uh, uh, Shane McMullen. And, uh, uh, you know, this is something that was created, um, uh, out of some books and stuff that I had done. Stephanie had traveled down. You remember, we talked about that in July and she had come down with her family and we were pretty hooked uh, like a week and a half. We were booked. I mean, it was crazy, uh, but it was a wonderful time. And so we got to a point about two weeks ago where we realized that we were a few segments short that some of the segments we did, they just didn't work out right. They didn't film right, whatever the case may be. So we filmed everything. Everything is done. And uh, so now what we got to do is we got to let Shane and his people produce everything. And we do believe this thing will be worldwide by Christmas. So pray about our TV show. It's either going to be called Helpful Wounded Spirits or Wounded Spirits. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll let you know. So that's where we are on that. And uh, some of you have asked, uh, you constantly ask us a lot of questions about what we do, what we say. Someone asked the question, does Stephanie uh, travel to churches and stuff? Yes and no, she does travel, but we, she does not travel alone. So she travels with, so if you're a church that's not a supporter close by, things of that nature. So if you're a church that's interested in having Stephanie, you can go ahead and call me and I'll talk to you about that. But Stephanie does travel with a friend uh, and things like that. So we wanted to update everybody. Did I miss anything on that, Stephanie, when they ask about your travel habits? Um. Well, we didn't discuss that ahead, so what you said is fine. We'll leave it as is. Let's leave it where I, you know, sometimes I just don't discuss ahead. I'm one of these guys that I let wisdom slide by me on this particular issue. <laughs> but listen, we love, I, I shouldn't be laughing, Stephanie. Here we did this important segment, and I start laughing. Listen, we love you folks. Listen to every word Brother Eric's going to say about salvation. That's nothing to laugh about. Know for sure you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And folks, again, we're those next step people. If your next step is get saved, we want you to get saved. If your step after that is to continue to learn and grow, we want you to do that. And we also want to help people start PTSD group, work with folks with PTSD. So make sure you get a hold of us. Thank you so much. May the Lord bless you. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.